you know, I I knew that uh, you know, just from past experience on that lake that I was going I was going to ledge fish the whole tournament. I was going to spend my entire practice deep. I wasn't going to spend any time shallow, and uh, I was just going to 100 percent go all in and finding them deep. And uh, that's what I did. I, I didn't. Uh, I probably made I don't know probably 30 casts in practice all week. Uh, and that's uh, on, when you're having 15 hour days and and only average about 10 casts a day. That's uh, that's a lot of island, lots of using your electronics and trying to find schools of that. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb up. Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactate and doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer hurt use buck grits i've been on a big board for a while i can load him in the back of my truck we can take it to a holler take it to a field across the creek up a big old Wi-Fi Hunt Control presents Welcome to American Roots Outdoors, Alex Rutledge, Wayne Locke, Redbone Mike Crace. We are in the studio, and we do have a great show lined up for you. If you're a bass fisherman, you love to hunt. We got a special surprise guest that's on today from Ava, Missouri. This young man is 25 years old. That's I'm going to give you the clues. 25 years old, and he fishes Bass Masters Elite Series. And I know this guest is going to be sharing some great tips and techniques for everybody that uh, if you're into bass fishing, you're going to not want to miss this show. And you're going to hear how a local boy becomes famous through bass fishing, Redbone. Yeah, and, and you know, kind of the story that, uh, you know, the high school kids are out there listening today. Uh, pay attention to the show today because Cody's going to talk about I think I said his name. That's right. You didn't say his last name. I didn't say his last name. Anyway, our guest is going to tell you about how you can kind of begin that trek toward becoming a professional fisherman. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to having him on here when he calls in today. Uh, Let's talk about those Cardinals. The Tampa Bay Rays beat them two games straight. Mm -hmm. What is going on, Redmond? I'm going to hear your perspective. it's, It's Major League Baseball. Uh, they played five games in four days in Chicago with the Cubs. One three okay. out, one three out of five. Uh, three of those games went extra innings, and then they went straight to Tampa Bay on Monday without an offer. They're tired, uh, somewhat tired. Pitching staff was stretched because the bullpen yeah. pitched so much. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's just baseball. I mean that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. nobody's ever won them all. That's why they yeah. play so many and games. They still got a great <laughs> record. They're thirty-two and twenty-five, I think. Yeah, something like that. You know, the seven, eight games over 500. And, you know, they're playing today. We're recording on Thursday. They're playing Tampa Bay today. They beat Tampa Bay today 10 to 5, if, and we'll know by Saturday. Then everybody goes, okay, we're okay. Yeah. Well, like you baseball. said, you get you stay 10 games above 500, you're you're in the playoffs. Yeah, for well, the most you, know, part. You, play, you play 162 games. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and th- there are going to be times when they're going to lose five or six in a row. Hope it's not right now, but there are going to be those times are going to happen. It's just, oh, it's just baseball. You. Even the Yankees and the Dodgers will get into a stretch when they lose five or six games in a row. Well, and coming from Cleveland, you know, with the Indians, you know, we're used to those five, six, 12, 25 game stretches oh, yeah. where you don't win for the, you know, for your first 30 games. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, think I said that out loud again. Gosh dang it. <laughs> hey, I want to make an announcement here for the Current River Smallmouth Association. Uh, we had our first CRSA tournament this past Saturday, June the 4th, and there was 28 boats in the tournament. 28 boats. That's a big turnout. Uh, Team Nicholson, Aaron Nicholson, his father, Lester Nicholson, they swept the tournament. They weighed 995 in uh, with a total of uh, 
five keeper bass. That's the limit. Uh, Yoakum Brothers times two had 806 from Popper Bluff area. Uh, Zane Allen from Mountain View and Tyler Weaver from Mountain View uh, finished third with 797. I heard that they went downriver, plumbed the grubs, didn't have three fish. They said, well, we need to go back up river where we've caught fish before. And they pulled into a couple of holes and they caught three big keepers. They only weighed three fish, and I think. And they weighed 797. So they they's on big fish. What? Fourth place was McAfee, Troy McAfee and Jack Rutledge was 797. And Warren and Hampton had a 771 uh, for fifth place. And my partner and me, Rick York, we finished 15th out of 28 teams. We only weighed 561. We lost a big fish. Now, do you think with having 28 boats on the river that that really kind of caused a problem? Because, I mean, it look does. at the the winners. They didn't even break 10 pounds. Yeah, we didn't. So we it, never, it had we I, I, You know, what's crazy, we pre-fished two Thursdays, uh, two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. We caught 130 smallmouth in the same area that we fished. That was two weeks before we fished the tournament. And we had... 38 keepers in a stretch in that stretch we would have had 11 and a half to 12 pounds so mm. we had boats around us the whole time but we had the hole that we wanted to go to and we caught three or four keepers in there and i lost a big fish i was fishing fluorocarbon fishing a jig and had her hooked just for about five seconds and she pulled my hook out now whether that was a bass or a drum or a walleye i don't know but it was big and it's come unhooked uh, we couldn't have won the tournament with the fish, but we'd have been in the top five for sure. So, uh, big congrats to the top five, especially uh, Aaron Nicholson, his dad, Lester, for winning the CRSA. But when is the next tournament? Next tournament is the his and hers, June the 18th, I believe. Let me look here to make sure. Uh, June the 18th at Van Buren, Missouri. Yep, June the 18th, his and hers. You must have a live well. Uh, with the aerator in it, you and your spouse or whoever fishing with you must be a man and woman. Uh, last tournament, uh, 2020, we won it twice. Linda and I won it in 2019, I believe. And my niece, Addie, and I won it in 2020. Hmm. So we won $750. In, in, so uh, half a tank of gas. Yeah, half a tank of gas now. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. Yeah. Obama. Yeah. I, bu- I bought a tank of gas the other day for 10 bucks. It was for my lawnmower, but still. Yeah. <laughs> mine cost me $25 to fill mine up. <laughs> I don't fill mine up. I just do a, yeah. put enough to mow the yard. Mow the yard, right. Yeah. I know Alex, get, drove, Alex drove by the other day. He's like, hey, you going to cut your grass? I'm like, well, as soon as I get some gas. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm cutting it. Instead of cutting it twice a week, I'm down to once a week now. So, yeah. hey, neighbors are going to have to yeah. bear it on this one. Hey, I will give a big shout out to all the listeners, Salem, Arkansas, Mountain Home, uh, all that northern Arkansas area and all around Poplar Bluff, Cape Girardeau, southern Illinois, western Kentucky, uh, Harrison, Arkansas. we got a lot of listeners everywhere. And our podcast, we're in 19 countries. And mm-hmm. I want to thank all of our faithful listeners to listening to us and supporting us and following us in social media. We, uh, we appreciate it. We can't do it without faith, family, friends, and the outdoors and our constitutional rights. Right, right, right definitely. And I, and I want to make sure everybody – is aware and, and gets invited to our uh, the Facebook podcast page that we have. It's a group page where we we have special giveaways that we do specifically only on that page. So, you know, we have a guy that won a, an autographed book. Uh, we had we gave away turkey calls, uh, but only people that knew about it were the ones on that podcast page. So, if you're on Facebook, make sure you go to American Roots Outdoors podcast, join the page. Uh, we got some great giveaways we're going to be doing here. We're going to have some autographed lures that we're going to be giving away here in the next couple cap, of weeks. Some caps, a, a caps, autographed so, cap. We'll go ahead and say who it is. Cody Huff, Bassmaster yeah, Elite. Might as well say it. He took second <laughs> place at Pickwick. He won thirty five thousand mm. dollars. Mm. Again, another half tank of gas. But, you know, like he says, you're going to learn. You think, oh, these professional bass fishermen got it made. Let me tell you something. Mm. They are true athletes. And to right off the bat, it costs $45,000 to enter the Bassmasters Elite to pay your dues the first yeah. year. Yeah, for the whole, for the whole year. $45,000. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, so Alex, I would just got to shift gears here real quick. Uh, I got invited to become a part of a page called Missouri Bears on Facebook. Okay. And uh, somebody posted a picture of a bear carrying a fawn. Yep. And there have been studies done. And since I've been a member of this page, I've been reading some of the articles. There are as many fawns killed by bear by bears as there are by coyotes. That's why they're bringing the bear in. That's my prediction. 
because they're trying to help control the numbers. Could be deer numbers because our deer numbers are blowing up. Yeah, and, yeah. and they and they they you know they they claim that there are eight hundred bears in Missouri. With the number of pictures that are showing up on this this particular, and it's only Missouri bears, I bet the number is twice that. The yeah. actual number. Well, I've got <laughs> we got three just three by different us. bears at my place yeah. right now. Yeah, that's what I'm a talking black about. Black one, a cinnamon, and a medium sized black one. Yeah, and that cinnamon is pretty. Cinnamon is pretty. Mm, yeah, pretty. Uh, they're coming uh, eating my buck grits like crazy. Just, <laughs> he just leaned over. He just leaned over. He like, built me. It like he like just it, chowing down, like yep. scooping it in with his hands. It's unfortunate we only saw the back of the bear because if you saw the front, he probably had a napkin tied around <laughs> his neck. He had a spoon, a a spoon in one and fork yeah, in the other yeah. hand. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, everybody, we're going to go to a break. We come back. We got Mr. Cody Huff from Ava, Missouri, our very own Ava, Missouri boy, going to share his American roots with us. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Aaron Tippin, and you're listening to my old buddy, Alex Rutledge, with American Roots Outdoors. Wishing and good on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Hornady Ammunition presents... Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors in the studio with Redbone and Wayne. And as promised, we got our special guest, Cody Huff from Ava, Missouri. The Ava Bears, they beat Liberty <laughs> this past fall. <laughs> He's <laughs> uh, just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, I wasn't going to say it. I'm glad you said it for me. No, I knew you was going to say it. That's why I went ahead and said it. <laughs> but anyway, Cody, welcome to the show. They beat you guys in basketball? He beat us. I think he did. They beat us in basketball and football. Yeah, it they... hurts less when we say it before someone beats us too. <laughs> yeah. Well, they beat Thayer in football, but uh, who won that basketball game? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I remember right, it was an awful good game. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess maybe that's... that's that's Ava's way of, of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cody. Who is Cody Huff? Redbone. You know? Who's Cody Huff? Who's Cody Huff? Well, he was a uh, he was a Bethel bass fisherman. I know that over Bethel University. He's an Ava High School graduate, and now he's fishing on the pro circuit. And he just won thirty five thousand dollars at the Bassmasters Elite on Pickwick Lake. Congratulations, Cody Huff. Thanks a bunch, man. I sure appreciate it. It's uh, it's a heck of a way to make a living. I wouldn't change a thing. I sure do enjoy it. <laughs> I got to tell you, I was watching your live feeds or, or Bassmasters live feeds, and I seen you standing on the front of your boat wearing your shorts, and you was flipping that big spoon way out there watching the live scope, and all of a sudden you jerked and set. You caught a big old sow. I think she was over five, and I'm sitting there thinking, that boy's from Ava, Missouri. That boy is a professional bass fisherman. He's my buddy, and he loves high school football. He loves his hometown. He loves the Ozarks, and he's a man of faith. And I got to have this guy on the show, Redbone Wayne. Got to have him yeah, on the show. Good got it. Yeah, and of course the, the show airs at, over there at KKOZ, the Quorum Brothers Station over there at Ava. So, uh, folks in Ava, they're listening. Got your hometown guy right there. Yeah, Cody, you tell us who. Uh, go ahead. I interrupted you, Cody. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, absolutely, man. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I sure appreciate you guys having me on. I, I love doing stuff like this, and especially getting to get on there. Some, some guys that I, you know, all of our hobbies go right along with each other's, and we mm-hmm. all love to do the same things. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And, and let me ask you this, Cody. Uh, in your opinion, who is Cody Huff? 
you know, I, I'm just a, a normal old guy. Grew up, you know, in a small town just like most of us did. Uh, just grew up loving the outdoors with my family, and uh, it's just something I've fell in love with ever since I was a little kid. And I just, uh, I, I still can't get enough of it. I always tell everybody, you know. So my favorite part about my job is I work about January to August, and uh, after that, it's time to go deer hunt. That's right. You're a big <laughs> buck killer, too. He was texting me pictures, Wayne, and, and Redbone of his bucks he killed this year. He's a killer, man. I think that's what separates a lot of these successful uh, deer hunters, turkey hunters, and pro fishermen uh, uh, being able to produce every day. You know what I mean? As they've got grit, Wayne. They got they they got heart and soul and, and spunk. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're all after big bucks, big bass, big beards. Yeah, you know, and it's if it begins with a B, apparently it's a, a thing that sportsmen are after. So yeah, and big bulls. You know? yeah. So Cody, what is it like to win thirty five thousand dollars? Yeah, that's definitely a definitely an awesome feeling. You know. Uh, you know, a lot of people see us, you know, fish these big tournaments and, and, you know, you see some of us win some of these big checks and they're thinking, oh man, you know, this is, that's awesome. These guys are making all kinds of money and, and it, it is, that is a lot of money and I'm tickled to death to make it. Uh, you know, a lot of folks don't realize how much we pay in to oh, some yeah. of this stuff. You know what I mean? It, oh, it's yeah. very expensive. It's a very expensive way to make a living. Uh, you know, whenever you start the year off by paying $45,000 of entry fees, you know, oh you got you to gotta be catching some fish and, and cutting you a few of those checks to, to keep things going. Yeah. How much, uh, one trip, just give all of our listeners real quick, uh, one trip, what does one trip pre-fishing, scouting, uh, and the tournament, how much have you gotten a week's expense? You know, thankfully I've got a, I've got a roommate that travels with me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we get to, we split our house expenses a lot of the time. Uh, so, you know, we're usually in a house, you know, seven, 800 bucks a piece wow. uh, a week. And then, you know, with fuel the way it is right now, you know, you're, oh. mate, you're paying, you know, 300 bucks every day to put fuel in your boat. And like this last event, you know, I was there for three, I guess, probably seven days. Wow. How was your pre-fishing? Uh, did you was you on them during your pre-fishing? Yeah, yeah, it went it went well. I'm kind of I found a, a few really good areas that uh, seemed to hold them really good, uh-huh. and uh, I, I I actually found most of the fish that I ended up using in the tournament. I found most of them during probably the first day and a half of practice. Wow! So so they were kind of on some places where I've caught them in the past, and yeah. And stuff like that. So they never moved. They stayed there. That was that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah and uh, the whole deal about the Tennessee River, it's uh, it's pretty tricky. Is see, they do move a lot, but you have to really know. You have to have your timing right for when they're going to show up. It's one of those deals. As soon as they turn the current on and start moving some water, then uh, you got to know to be on your best places because those fish will show up. You know, current river's a lot like that. And we just had our tournament this past weekend, and the Nicholson boys, a father and son, they they kicked our butts. They weighed nine ninety five in in five bass, and uh, we only weighed five sixty one. But I lost a big one right off the bat. Uh, Floor carbon line broke on me on the hook set, not hook set, but reeling the fish in. But anyway. We couldn't have won the tournament with the fish I had, but we'd still been in the top five. But it's just the way it goes. You can't afford to lose a fish, can you, Cody? No, you sure can't. Uh, it's uh, you definitely got to have your equipment all tuned up, just to the T. You got to have it all, you know, perfectly ready, and just control every variable that you can. And mm-hmm. that way, when something does go wrong and it's kind of out of your control, you've uh, it's on. You know, you've kind of limited everything else, so it's not going to happen a bunch to you. That's good advice. That's a good advice. We we got about a minute left here. We're going to take a break here, but real quick. Uh, tell us about the Huff American Roots within one minute about your family. Say that one more time. I'm tell sorry. Us about, kind of lost tell us about second. tell us about your Huff family roots. You know, I'm uh, I've been raised uh, with my grandpa, my great grandpa are both uh, cattle farmers here in southwestern Missouri, and that's what I've been around my whole life. My dad works for the highway department, uh, and mom works for Walmart. 
So I just spent my whole life kind of raised on a farm, been around the lots of beef cattle action, and Grandpa had a dairy barn forever, and uh, I think everybody's pretty much all straight beef cattle in my family now, so that's kind of, uh, that's been the story for, for most of my family for the past 100 years. That is awesome. Everybody, you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. We have Cody Huff, Bassmaster Elite, professional fisherman that just took second place on Pickwick Lake. Uh, we're very proud of this young man. We're going to go to a break. When we come back. We're going to talk more with Cody about his American Roots. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Big old How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp, 24 volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power. Pair of hunting boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart. Eagle Seed and Apt Outdoors presents American Roots Outdoors. Welcome back to the show. Segment three of the show, we got Bassmasters Elite uh, fisherman Cody Huff. And uh, what a great story, Wayne, he shared with us on his roots and, you know, going to school in Ava. And, his, 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 you know, he's a normal guy. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I like is the fact that he kind of solidifies, as with most of our guests that we have on, like with fishing, he you know he was talking about the pre-fishing and how that really yeah. gives him an edge, and how you know tell me that doesn't apply in everything that we do, whether it's uh, deer hunting, turkey hunting, you know, building you're scouting, house. building a house, right? But I'm saying like you're scouting, you're 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 yeah. doing the stuff before you actually get out there and do it, uh, you know. And he again, you know, just solidifies the fact that if you got to get out there, you got to know where these bass are going to be, with the water changes, where do I need to move to. Um, it's important to be out there and know know your waters and know what's going on with your fish. Yeah, he's got a plan. You know, he's got a strategy, and uh, that's cool. I think the, he's been taught well. Let me ask you this, Cody. Uh, who's one of your mentors that, that, that inspired you to become a professional fisherman? You know, um, I've always really, really looked up to Rick Klein. He lives down here in Ava, too. Uh, so I've always, you know, I'd see him around growing up my whole life. And, uh, he just really, uh, and once I, I got to know him and, and he understood that I was really, uh, you know, I was really serious about taking this to the next level. You know, he's really supported me and, uh, helped push me in the right direction. Uh, so I've really always looked up to Rick big time and he's, uh, he's helped me with a lot of, uh, you know, just having the right mindsets and, and figuring out. Uh, how you should approach certain situations and certain events and stuff like that. He's really, really a really big help when it comes to the mental aspect of, of bass fishing. Yeah, and Cody, I know you uh, you fished at Bethel University for Gary Mason. Uh, how does a guy from Ava, Missouri, end up at Bethel University in Tennessee? Um, you know, I, I actually was lucky enough to uh, have the opportunity to start a high school fishing team uh, Whenever I was in high school, um, I was good friends with my athletic director. You know, he was actually our baseball coach, too. And I talked to him into letting me get away for a weekend and go fish one of these high school tournaments. And he did. He said, man, he said, if you if you do well, he said, we'll keep it going. If you don't, we just we won't mess with it. Anymore. I said, well, you know, I'll take that deal. <laughs> and uh, ended up winning it at Table Rock that weekend. And uh, we've had a fishing team at Ava ever since. And that's that how I got awesome. my scholarship to go to Bethel. That is awesome. Yeah, that would have been Rex Sawyer, right? That's Rex. Yeah, right. What a good guy. I mean, I've known Rex yeah, for like absolutely. 40 years. There, there's no better people than Rex Sawyer. No, that's exactly right. He's been a he's been a big-time friend of mine and a coach of mine ever since I was a little kid. I'd love to see Liberty and Thayer and all the other schools get a high school bass fishing teams. That would be cool. I think yeah. Thayer's got one, don't well, they? Well, they, they, they have some kids that are fishing under the Thayer high school banner. Uh they don't officially have a a recognized team yet because it's not a recognized sport, I guess, at this point by Misha, Missouri State High School Activity Association. But I think there's a push to make that happen. And with guys like Cody here, 
you know, with a little bit of help from them, we might could make that happen and, and get more schools involved. Well, you think about this. Cody's not the type of guy to toot his own horn, Wayne Redbone. But but what he just said there, he's what helped spark to create a bass fishing team there at Ava. And, and, and Cody, you're looked up to, whether you realize this or not, by a lot of other young kids that look up to you uh, about wanting to be a professional bass fisherman or a professional hunter like you. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it is, no doubt. It's uh, it's pretty awesome to be able to, you know, show other young guys and young girls that they can they can make a living doing what they love to do. It's not, uh, you know, life doesn't have to be that thing that you got to get up and dread every day. You know, yeah. you can really make the best out of it and enjoy it and have a great time. That's awesome. Hey, well, tell us about your. I was gonna say they say if you're if you're doing if you're working. Doing something you love, it's not work. It's not work. It's not no. work. No. I, I do have a quick question, though, for you. Uh, when In regards, when you were saying that you were uh, fishing with Rick and you learned a lot from him, did that steer you towards fishing the same way Rick does with the same, like, you know, fishing with crankbaits as opposed to spinnerbaits or you know, using a Carolina rig over a spoon? You know, or did you say you only, you know, did you, would you say you learned more just the, the knowledge of where to fish, but you used your own uh, rigs, or did you kind of copy on the rigs too and take that in your fishing career? Uh, you know, I definitely soak up every little thing he says, and I really pay attention to everything he does. Um, so I, I definitely just kind of soak it all in, and uh, just depending on the situation, you know, I'll do something that I like to do, or I might say, you know, this kind of sets up just right. I bet I can catch him on a square bill like Rick or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. You kind of, as a tournament fisherman, and to kind of respond to what he just said, when when you see a certain type of water or you notice something, all of a sudden the light switch comes on in your head, doesn't it, Cody? And you say, oh, man, I need to be throwing this. Yeah, that's exactly right. You just kind of, you know, you learn to trust your instincts and trust your gut. Yep. After enough time of seeing all these different situations, you know, it just kind of, it becomes second nature. Yeah. Who Who is your first sponsor? You remember your very first sponsor? Uh, I honestly, I, I think Bass Pro was my first sponsor, and uh, they're still uh, they're still with me today, and we will hopefully get to work together for a long, long time uh, in the future. Yeah, they're good people, John, Paul, and Johnny, and all the staff yep. up there. Uh, yeah. They, what What year was it you started getting attention from sponsors? Do you remember that in your career? Um, you know, I, I was in uh, I was in college and. Uh, I won a, I won a college national championship at Bethel there, and, and started to get a little bit of attention. Uh, and then after that, I ended up winning another. It's it's pretty much the same thing as a college national championship, but it's called the bracket, uh-huh. and uh, it gives you the you know whenever you win it, you get a you get a free Toyota Tundra, you get a free nitro uh, wow. <laughs> and all your entry fees paid for for a year in the bassmaster opens oh my so whenever that happened you know i kind of got a jump start working with some of these awesome companies that i still work with today and uh and i've had several companies you know uh join in since then and i've partnered with and it's just uh it's been an awesome ride so far that is awesome hey before we go to a break here we got about a minute minute and a half left here uh tell us about your first bass your first Turkey or deer? You choose one of the three. The first one. That, yeah, tell a quick story. I, I can remember every single one of those just like <laughs> it was yesterday. You know? uh, I do remember my, my first deer was about as fun as it ever could have been. I was uh, had my great grandpa on one side of me and uh, my dad on the other, and you know they were helping me out. I got one mowed down, just a little bitty spike, but it couldn't have been the biggest buck in the world, and and I've been any happier. What did you was walking on cloud nine, wasn't you? No doubt. Oh, yeah. You know what? Your dad and your grandpa, I promise you, was smiling ear to ear, and they yeah, cherish they that memory as well. It's in your roots, brother. It's in your roots. Hey, everybody, you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Cody Huff, Bassmasters Elite Champion. And this guy just won $35,000 this past weekend on Pickwick. Don't go away. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, y'all. It's Tyler Farr. And you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Around your heart, so you never gotta worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Hey, turkey hunters, this is Alex Rutledge. Have you heard about Apex Ammunition? 
If you haven't, they are American-owned, American-made, made one at a time, hand-loaded. These turkey loads will give you the confidence that you need to close the deal on that old hook daddy long beard gobbler. For more information, go to www.apexammunition.com. Neutroplot presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoor segment four of our show. Again, Wayne Locke, Redbone, and myself were in the studio at K Country 95 in Thayer, Missouri, and we have Bass Masters Elite professional bass fisherman on the line, Mr. Cody Huff. Cody, how old are you? I'm 25. 25 years old. Are you married? <laughs> I am. I'm married. I'll be, be two years this fall. Uh, to my high school sweetheart. We've been together since uh, we were in high school, and so we've been together like nine years, I think. Nine years. That is all. Have you got any babies, children? Nope. Nope. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Are you going to have some in the future, you think? Or? I'm sure we will. I don't I don't think I can uh, keep that from her. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's got fishing in his blood so much yeah. the baby's going to come out with gills. Cody, <laughs> yeah, Cody. What was your strategy in fishing Pickwick? Uh, you know, I I knew that uh, you know, just from past experience on that lake that I was going, I was going to ledge fish the whole tournament. I was going to spend my entire practice deep. I wasn't going to spend any time shallow, and uh, I was just going to a hundred percent go all in and finding them deep. And uh, that's what I did. I, I didn't. Uh, I probably made. I don't know, probably 30 casts in practice all week. Uh, and that's uh, on, when you're having 15 hour days and, and only average about 10 casts a day, that's, uh, that's a lots of island, lots of using your electronics and trying to find schools of bass. Wow. So what you would do, you would ride around in your bass boat with your electronics and find these ledges. And you knew where yep. some of that, yep. then you mark your waypoints. You mark them, right? Right. Wow. Did you happen to use yeah, your it's a pretty a cool camera? Deal. Did you happen to use one of those drop cameras? In Called that? a live scope. Live scope. I I, I do use live scope. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I'm using my my side imaging a lot. I use all Garmin products. Uh, I I use my side imaging and down imaging to find them. Uh, idling around on some of these spots, you know, you got to use your mapping, and it's just like finding a pinch point where you're going to kill a big buck. It's, uh, you find those little spots that you. Yeah. You know these fish are going to go to to feed or move or travel and uh, and, and look for them on those kind of places. It's a, it's amazing how much electronics and and that has changed the fishing just in the last couple of years. I mean, we we were talking just a couple of weeks ago about you know you went from the old garments that was just that little wave needle that would yeah, bounce like around in that like a right radar on. and you know then they went to uh, you know where you can actually see like a line that was supposed to be a fish you were hoping was a fish and then you know now you can you got cameras and that and. Then, it, it, you have you noticed since you were in college, just in those last few years, uh, a dramatic shift into like the live scope and that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the, the The recent technology that's came out is just incredible. Um, it is. Uh, it's it's just it's truly amazing. I mean, it's uh, it's something that I've definitely taken advantage of and, and love to love to use. Uh, and it's and it's one of those deals that if you, like probably you know probably three quarters of the year. Uh, if, if you're if you're not using it uh, to its full potential, you know you're definitely going to be uh, at a disadvantage. You know, there's definitely a couple months when they live in shallow and and it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. But uh, most places that we go, you're definitely going to need to have it on. Hmm. Hey, I was noticing you throwing that spoon. When you're throwing that spoon, it had hooks in every possible spot on that blade. It looked like yeah, I did. And how it heavy? Had three of them on there. Yeah, how heavy was that spoon? Um, almost three ounces, two and three quarter ounces. Oh my gosh! I bet you your arms are killing you still. I'm telling you, it was an absolute workout. There's not a, there's not another bait that says uh, as much hard work to throw as that thing because it is uh, it's a serious piece of equipment, you know. And and the thing about that big spoon is you really got to work it hard and fast to to imitate a big gizzard dying so you got to really you know you're really pumping that thing and jerking it up off the bottom and letting it fall on a slack line and, and trying to trigger one of those fish to bite that is awesome 
That is awesome. We got five minutes left in this segment. Okay, we got five minutes left in this segment. Uh, my director Redbone was telling me. Let me ask you this: How important? I know we touched on this, but I want to hear it straight out of your mouth. How important is the electronics in competing in this at this level right now? You have to have them. I mean, there's uh, they're at a level of importance. It's so high that you, I mean, you can't you can't do it without them. Whether so, it's just your mapping or whether you're using your live scope or what, but you have to have your graphs. So you're saying I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but if I was to come and fish a turn without electronics, what is the chances of me to win? If I've you never, know, it just depends what lake you're on. You know, yeah. it depends where you. You know, it depends uh, where you end up across the country. You know, it. Uh, that's the and that's really the truth too. Is you have to you know depending on where you're at. You know, say we go to Kentucky Lake or Pickwick, and you you know the fish are deep. If you show up with no grass, you're probably not gonna you're probably not gonna win. But uh, if we went somewhere yeah. like the Arkansas River or something like that, and yeah. uh, you showed up with no grass, you'd probably be fine. Probably do great. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But you know, you gotta have every edge you can. You know. Uh, we, yeah. we have mixed emotions about uh, electronics, each one of us, and uh, we understand to be competitive, and that's what it is. It's the era, and, and that being said, before we wrap it up here, Cody, who is somebody you want to thank for your success? Who are the people you want uh, to thank? Man, I tell you, I just, you know, first of all, you got to thank God for just the opportunities that you've been blessed with. And, uh, you know, my parents have stood behind me the whole way. My wife supported me the whole way. And uh, I, I work with some just incredible companies that have never had a single doubt in me. Uh, so I just uh, I can't stress how, how thankful I am for those people for always standing behind me the whole way. Would you like to mention those companies here on our show? You're welcome to do that right now. Yeah, sure. I'm, I, I work with Bass Pro Shops. You know, I. I've ran a nitro for the past several years. Uh, it's one it's becoming one of the one of the best bass boats out there, um, and they're they're uh, really truly really incredible. I actually use all Bass Pro Shops rod and reels as well, um, and you know you don't see them out there as much as uh, you think you would. But I'm telling you, they are uh, absolutely some of the best out there. I, a lot of times, I'll just use the same reel for two or three years, even though I you know I get have an allotment for my tackle but i might use the same reel for two or three years just so i've got a new one whenever i want it yeah well uh, keep me on your list when you go to get rid of reels i want to buy some of them i'm I serious don't blame you. i want to buy i'm that. serious i'd like to buy some of your rods and reels i would yeah that, that wouldn't be no problem at all but you uh, know i also work with toyota you know rapala true timber camo uh missile baits Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a, there's just a, a big list of companies. There's several local companies too. We've got like Rick's Roofing from here in Ava, Missouri. That uh-huh. uh, they handle everybody's roofing needs in the in the area. I know they do <coughs> some jobs even out your guys as yeah, well. Yeah, they do. So uh, so keep those guys in mind whenever you whenever you go to needing a new roof. It's always nice to keep it local, and uh, it's always nice hiring some of these guys around here that have been doing it forever. That's awesome. Real quick, what have you got to say to any young kids out there uh, that's listening to you that want to become a professional bass fisherman? And don't forget, we got a bonus segment coming up after this, and we're going to talk more about that uh, on tips for the, our uh, listeners to how to become a professional bass fisherman and what it takes to get to the top. So what have you got to say, Cody, just real quick to, to any young person that's listening? Yeah, you know what, guys? It's all about just loving it. It's all about being in love with the outdoors, and uh, you know, don't uh, you, don't go out there and and just go fishing because you want to fish a tournament. You know, go fishing because you enjoy it. Go fishing because you like to feel something pull back, and you like to be in God's creation and just and enjoy the outdoors. You know, and then uh, that that competitive aspect of it will come. So just enjoy catching fish. Love being outdoors and. And just spend as much time out there as you can. And, and the, the more you're out and about, the better you're going to get. And uh, you're not going to have any trouble getting out and compete. Well, you heard it right there, everybody, from Cody Huff. Bassmasters Elite Professional Fisherman just won $35,000, 25 years old. A man of faith, a man that loves all the outdoors. What a great example to the outdoor industry, Redbone. 
Yeah, I would agree, and and I know we're about out of time here, but but real quick, in your travels, since you become a professional, I I know you list on your website, Bull Shoals is your favorite lake. Of course, it's your home lake. But is there a lake that you have fished since you've turned pro that, like, man, I just love fishing this lake? Pickwick. You know, uh, yeah, I I do do like Pickwick. I've always liked it. Uh, Lake Fork is awesome, but I tell you what is the most fun on this earth is going up north and chasing those big smallmouth because they are just so much fun to catch that it's unbelievable. I want to go with you. I just got off the phone with Hank Parker before we come in here. He's supposed to take me up there sometime. He called me talking. Well, that is uh, that's the trip to go on. I'm telling you, it is as much fun as you can ever have. There you have it. I need to take Cody up to Lake Erie up on the islands do some smallmouth fishing. I'm ready. He's ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. And remember, uh, share the outdoors with a young child. Take and share the outdoors with a friend, your neighbors. Introduce them to the outdoors. It's all about God's creation. And remember, here at American Roots, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Bug Grits presents American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. This is Wayne Locke. Got uh, Redbone in the studio with me, and of course Alex is sitting here next to me, or standing at the moment. Can't tell when he's sitting. It's an honor standing. to be here by you, Wayne. <laughs> yeah. with Wayne. And, we, and, with and of course Wayne. we got Cody on the phone with us. Uh, you know, when we left off, Cody, uh, we were talking about you know the fishing on Pickwick and what it takes, and you know, let's talk a little bit more about you know what it takes. What what is a mindset going into a tournament during the tournament, and say the tournament gets tough. How do you? How does your mindset change to continuous success, or to change from being not successful that first day, maybe too successful the second day? You know, I, I really believe it's just all about staying positive and just uh, knowing that it's going to happen. You just got to keep after it and keep plugging away and keep working your tail off until it does happen. Uh, it's just uh, it's one of those deals that everybody's underneath the same set of conditions. Uh, you know, they're all looking for the same stuff. You just have to, you got to keep your head down and just keep plugging away. And sooner or later, you know, with enough, uh, consistency and just staying after it, you're gonna, you're gonna stay, you're gonna run into them and, uh, it's gonna work out for you. You just gotta have the faith in it. You know, when I won the King of the River in 2019, and that's very prestigious over here, Cody, it ain't no Bassmasters, but to all the locals over, it's very prestigious. And, I knew what time the fish bit for my previous scouting, you know, when I pre-fished. They bit yeah. it, they bit to around 10 o'clock and they bit at 3.30 for my pre-fishing. So I positioned myself to be in a good spot where I knew that there was going to be big fish. And I won the king of the river by using a jig and I cut three over two pounds in the same spot in five casts. And it's, it's just, you know, you got to position yourself. And it's strategy, like you said earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty cool. So you got to have a strategy yeah, to win. you got to have a strategy to win. And you got to have a bait, too, that somebody else may not be throwing. Would you agree, Cody? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said when we were talking about electronics, you know, every little edge that you have, uh, you know, you better use it. Because these guys that we're fishing against out here are just uh, – incredible anglers and they're, they're just so good that you better you better use every advantage you can get exactly you lose the fish you're out of it we said that earlier Redbone. yeah and and i wonder have, have you ever gone cody and you got ready you did your pre-fishing i mean you had a plan together you went to bed that night before you was going to start fishing the tournament you're thinking this is in the bag i got this one figured out and then you got out on the lake and nothing worked i have <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's just that's a pretty much a normal occurrence you know you can yeah. find some really good stuff and you know whether it's conditions changing or uh or you know just fish moving i mean they're fish they don't have to sit in the same place or do the same thing 
the funny thing about fishing is, you know, it, it changes so much. I, I get lots of questions, you know, how can you, uh, how can you always be good at fishing? You know, and, and the answer is you can't. I mean, it's not like being good at basketball. You're not always going to be seven feet That's tall. Right. And you're not always going to be able to dunk. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just about staying after it and putting your time in and, and just learning to make the right adjustments when you need to make them. Now, have you, you know, staying with the mindset process here, have you ever gone like, say three, four tournaments in a row and just has just been bombed, bombed. And yeah. you and you just want to say, you know what? Screw this. I, or, or, you know, maybe on that first day, you don't catch one fish and you're just like, th- 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 I'm just, what this is, is crazy. Going What's on? going on yeah. here? And I, you know, maybe I'll just look forward to next week. I mean, what, what keeps you saying, Hey, next week's going to be better or the next day is going to be better. And is that something yeah. you learned from like your grandpa and your, your dad, or is that something you learned from Rick? I mean, I, it's just one of those deals where it's just fishing. You know what I mean? You've got to have a short memory whenever it comes to things like that. You can't get your feelings hurt and get all Come upset on. and get your head because those fish don't care. And neither <laughs> neither do the guys taking your money. So you might as well just you wipe your tears and, uh, and keep after them because you're going to find them sooner or later. Well, so I'll, you so you have not had that discussion yet with from your wife saying, um, "Hey, we need to <laughs> we need to talk." <laughs> yeah, no, and I hope we never do. Yeah, <laughs> you know this yeah. kind of goes. And back you got to, a good wife. <laughs> well, what what he's talking about yeah. kind of goes back to my favorite quote of all time. And it's a quote from Babe Ruth, and Babe Ruth one time said, "Do not let the fear of striking out keep you from trying." Right. Wow, that makes sense. That's good stuff right there. And like you said, with the yeah, short with the short memory, it's kind of like a place kicker in the NFL. You know, you miss, you got to forget it. You go up, you get called again that next round. You better be ready to go. And it sounds like it's kind of the same thing you're saying. Can't be afraid of getting defeated. Exactly, and and yeah. I think that's true. And and whether it's fishing or or hunting or baseball or football or relationship basketball or, I mean, it, it all is the same thing. Mm-hmm. It is. You got to learn to t- to take it, uh, take the the lumps and thumps, <laughs> and have short memory. Short memory. I, I'm going to use that, <laughs> Cody. You got to have short memory when you're getting beat. Yeah. Look to the next one and be positive. That's a good good uh, quote. Now, I, I'm, I'm, well, we got you on here before we wrap the show up. Do you have a, a funny story that you can share with everybody that that may have happened? Oh man, I, it's hard to even think of. I, I don't. Uh... I don't know if I do off the top of my head besides my big, uh, besides me catching myself the other day in the Elite Series event. Did you see that big old hook? <laughs> Tell us about it. My leg? Tell us about it. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was, uh, I think day three and, you know, I got this school fired up and I'm catching them on that big spoon. So you're, you know, you're trying to get back in there as fast as you can. And I flipped this fish in the boat about three pounds and I grabbed my line. And whenever I grabbed my line, that fish just shakes his head real hard and just starts going crazy. And, uh, you know, that spoon's pretty long. Yeah. So he slung that spoon around and he only had one back hook, uh, in his mouth and he stuck one of the side hooks right in my calf. <laughs> and he, uh, when he was on the other end of it, shaking and going crazy. Oh he my it gosh. All the way to the bin. <laughs> and my cameraman was uh, getting pretty good video of all this as it was going down. <laughs> uh, but luckily, I got the fish off the hook and got him put in a live well and still had a, a big old spoon hanging off my leg. And I got me a, a you know, a decent-sized piece of braid, a braided line, and, and tried the old braid trick on it. And it was buried so deep, I jerked real hard the first time. and oh. it, it, it only came about halfway out. Oh. I reared back and jerked again, and it came a little bit farther out. And then I reared back and jerked again, and about the third time, it finally came shooting out of there. <laughs> My gosh! It, you know, you yeah. think you think football players that, and you think of baseball players and basketball players. Hey, this tournament fishing is physical, Wayne Red Right, Bone. right. These guys they they fish for seven days straight. Think about this: fifteen hour days. That's an athlete. Heck yeah. People Cody talk. Huff. People talk about golfing. That you know, those guys aren't athletes. You know, they're just golfing. Hey, yeah. you go out there and do eighteen <laughs> holes, man. I'm telling you what. You know, you're not in shape. You're wit by the time you get to that eighteenth hole, especially when you're walking the course, not just driving on a golf cart. But you know, I, I, we're talking about funny stories, and I, I think we have enough time for each one of us to share just a quick one. But um, 
when I was uh, doing a, uh, a fishing thing up in uh, uh, Canada, it was on uh, Big Trout Lake over there in Algonquin, and uh, I saw everybody tying their poles with string to their seats. And I'm like, what is, you know, I have never seen in my life anybody do that before. And I'm like, what's going on? It's like, whatever. So me and my buddy are like, you know, these guys are idiots. We don't know. They don't know what the, what the heck is going on. Well, we figured out re- why real quick. We were only out in that lake for 10 minutes. My buddy caught one. I put my pole down, didn't take the lure out of the water, went to grab the net to net his fish. And all of a sudden my pole shakes and just, bing, it's gone. I mean, it ripped it right out of the boat. And I'm like, what? And there's $250 right down the drain, you know? And so we get back and. Told the guy at the the bait shop, I'm like, yeah, man, somebody, uh, something grabbed my pole and took off. He goes, oh, you didn't tie it down, did you? I'm like, Wait, why are people tying their poles down? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, well, because we got 30-pound lake trout that sit at the bottom. They go, your lure settled. And as soon as that lake trout saw it, it grabbed it, and a 30-pound lake trout will rip your pole right out of the boat. I got to tell so, a real quick, funny one. We all this... took our boot laces off the next day and was using that. I got to tell a quick, funny one real quick. We're over at Norfolk. We're at Stump Home. And I'm with Fred McAfee, my old buddy Fred McAfee. He is hilarious, Cody. You got to meet him. Anyway, we're striper fishing. We're in a 20 foot by 36 foot John boat, 20 horse Mercury prop. And this bass boat comes by. We got our shad out. And uh, this boat comes by close to us. And all the friends, <laughs> Fred's line goes to peel off. He's real. Oh, it's just a big striper. It's a big striper. The guy that went by us had his bait on his prop. <laughs> so anyway, everybody, that was my story. Cut the line. Cut the line. Cut the line. It's a striper. <laughs> it's a big one. But anyway, That's everybody. That would be a good fish story there. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, well, he, anyway. did, he, but he, did he catch the boat? <laughs> it took every piece of line <laughs> off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I needed re-spooled anyway. You know, funny gotta, thing, the funny thing I read was just a stupid thing. Cause I, was, I was fishing on One Fork Creek here locally, and we were fishing for smallmouth. And one kept biting. I kept throwing a brown and orange Mr. <laughs> Twister out there. He kept biting. I gave him up, gave him to the surface, and the bait would just pop out of his mouth, <laughs> pop out of his mouth. And finally, my cousin Patrick says, what's going on? You don't normally you know, lose fish like that. And I got to looking, and there was no hook on the bait. <laughs> I've been there and done that, too. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> Cody, thanks for being on the show, man. We want to have you back on again. And, and seriously, I want to buy some of your leftover reels when you go to change out. And I do want to take you on Current River. I got a place for you to stay. You bring your wife. Uh, have a good time, man. You, you've been a wonderful guest. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me a bunch. We'll, we'll make sure and get together sooner and later. Okay. How can people follow Cody Huff? You know, you can just follow me on uh facebook or instagram those are the two those are the two things i'm on just cody huff fishing on instagram just cody huff on facebook uh and keep up we'll have a good time keep you updated with all of our crazy fishing and uh deer hunting needs yes sir you heard it right here folks cody huff cody uh wayne wants you to stay online after we close the show he wants to talk to you about some social media stuff again share the outdoors with somebody you love and what a great great interview with cody huff redbone yeah, it's been good. And, uh, Cody, we just wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Yes, we're your number one fans, brother. we got Brandon Lester coming up. He's another good friend of mine. He took the first place at the competition over there. And uh, I know you and Brandon's buddies, too. And remember, everybody, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. <laughs>